Monday, everybody, and welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the podcast at Couchside Judges and subscribe to us wherever you listen. Five-star review time, everybody. You know the drill. And as always, we talk judging and MMA, so make sure you read the scoring criteria. Dan, we do not have time to stall. No stall. We're not going to be talking about Jersey pizza. We're not going to be getting into all that I wackiness. got one quick question. Oh, no. Though. What do you got? Have you talked to Andy Foster yet? Like, like ever? Just curious how Dame Anderson, Dame was, Anderson. Oh, was sanctioned. I forgot him until like this moment that we had seen Creed 3. And we were going to talk about all of the things that don't make sense in it from a regulatory and, and uh, officiating standpoint. Yeah. No, I have not talked to Andy Foster. Okay. Uh, the commissioner involved. We don't have time for that today, sir. But we will talk about it. All right. Next just, week. Just curious. I know, I know, I know. Maybe I'll talk to him by then. We'll see. All right. We'll see. But yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely a little weird that they did sanction that fight. Uh, I don't see how a debuting older fighter would get a title shot <laughs> two, after two decades in prison. It's a little weird. But again, we don't have time, sir. Focus. 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 I'm focused. We got 15 rounds to talk about. Just from UFC. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of splittage going on in in, uh, in the UK this week. And it was uh, it was in the biggest fights. It was throughout the prelims. We've got a lot on our plate. But before we do, as always, let's kind of like just decompress a little bit from what happened Saturday, UFC 286, which we got to watch in the afternoon into the evening, which was great for, you know, us folks. That was enjoyable. And I know it was really great for the folks in Europe who didn't have to, you know, stay up to like four in the morning. Yeah. Only was it six home. in the morning? Six in the morning is usually what I think it is. Maybe more. I don't know. But let's talk about this. Let's talk about especially the pride of the UK. Leon Edwards, how impressed were you with his performance and getting the win over uh, Kamaru Usman? Yeah, he looked he looked great. I think it, come, it came down to the one thing you mentioned last week is that he knows he can beat him. It, it's happened. He's going to have that extra confidence boost, and I think that that showed. That was the thing I said? Yeah. I'm smart. Yeah. Wow. You said super smart. It's happened before. He knows it can happen. It's not just something he can dream can happen. He knows. He's he's witnessed it. <laughs> I completely forgot that I had that notion, but I definitely yeah. was watching with that in the back of my head because I'm thinking to myself, mm-hmm. I'm like, obviously, he's, he's fighting more confident this time. You can just tell. Yeah. You know? And when I talked to him in the lead up to this fight, which was since we'd recorded, he was saying he wasn't dejected like it was being described in that fight. Now, this is just his words, right? He wasn't dejected in that first fight leading up to before he got the finish. It was more frustration that his body wasn't performing. I guess it was the frustration with the altitude and all that. Mm-hmm. Take what you want. That's what he said. But, um, man, my throat's all messed up right now. Um, not, yeah, nonetheless, he looked amazing. I, I was really impressed with him. I think I think it would have been justified for people to say, yeah, this is a good good line to set on this he was a plus 200 underdog at best so that's what he was thinking before he knocked him out that's what he was thinking before okay. before he knocked him out obviously yeah he enters this fight he's got the mindset and and he goes out there and man the takedown defense was there he was landing like basically at will it is 75 percent of his strikes it was actually so so his total strikes were exactly 75 percent accurate yeah, he was you know, the, up the legs. The stupid significant strike and total strike difference yeah. or whatever. There's like three or four that didn't count as that. <laughs> so it actually boosted his percentage. Wow. I mean, that doesn't like 
matter from a judging standpoint, but just the fact that literally any time he wanted to pull the trigger, he was going to land. And a lot of the times he was landing hard. Yeah, the the kicks were on point. So The kicks, the knees, he had sure. good elbows. He had a nice the, uppercut in the fifth round. Yeah. I mean, he was... I think the fifth he was could probably do his it all. best round. I think... Uh, I thought round one was a good round for him, too. Yeah, I thought maybe that was the best round. But okay. also, the, it also set the tone. But the fifth round... The fifth round was weird. So... Before we get into this, we'll get into the scoring of that fight when we get to contested rounds. We're going to lead with that. But round five was not a split round. You and I watched that fight, and assuredly, I'm pretty sure you felt the way mm-hmm. I did. Clear round five. Yeah. There what was there was like a narrative out there that this was some sort of close round. Mm, I don't think so. No, it definitely wasn't. No. Not even close. I mean, no. Leon's landing hard. Kamaru's pursuing a takedown. Yeah, not, that, that's he's basically not, yeah. He's not doing anything successful. He's not even getting what he wants done with what he's doing, which wouldn't win the round anyway. Mm-hmm. Like if he got the takedown, like still wouldn't have won just because of that. I mean, he was getting he was getting tagged. He got tagged a lot. He got kicked a lot. I think I think he he kept it standing far too long. I don't before think before he before he decided. Okay, let's 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 go with the wrestling. I mean, I thought Kamaru's so, takedowns didn't look good. Should... Like period. Like it, it wasn't talked about all that much on the broadcast, but to me, it looked it looked like. It was labored for him to go for takedowns. Like, I don't know if it maybe it was later in the fight. I'm particularly remembering this, but he just didn't look explosive. I mean, it's possible. Supposedly, he's got no knees. That's what they're saying. Yeah. So, like, maybe this is all catching up to him. Maybe it yeah. really is catching up to him. Uh, and, you know, this could be the beginning of a very, you know, swift decline. I don't know. Maybe not. I mean, in theory, you can give three rounds to Kamaru Usman and he wins this fight, especially with the point deduction, mm-hmm. which we'll get to that as well. Um, but as far as Leon, and the title fight here, the ne- the title defense that would come after this one, because he's moved on. He's he's won the trilogy with Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Improbably. Nobody thought that would happen. Especially if you'd said that before he won the title, you'd say, he'll win. He's also going to win again. You'd have to parlay that, right? Yeah. Who's taking that? Yeah, no one's taking That's that. That's wild. <laughs> That's impressive. Good for him. Who do you want to see next? I, I don't care. They're, they're saying it's going to be Colby Covington. But who do you want to yeah, see I'm, next? I'm okay with Colby. I'm that 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 kind of excites me a little bit. Ew, I want to see gross. how. Uh, I think I think I do think Colby's the better wrestler of the two between him and Usman, and he's only lost to Usman. So I, I would like to see that as a, a him versus Edwards. He's probably the better pure wrestler, um, but like it's not a pure wrestling match. But I want to see if he'll drown if he'll drown Leon Edwards like he drowned Jorge Masvidal. I don't think he can. Then, Masvidal doesn't have the same takedown defense. So. That's true, but I, I just want to see what he can do there. Um, in a perfect world, or scramble um, ability to get back to his feet. I should also point that out. That's there's there's twofold there. In a perfect world, who I want to fight next for the belt, um, Bo Nickel. Um, but it's not gonna happen because he's going. He's middleweight. Um, you know, I think he might he might be able to make one seventy. Uh, and Hamza would probably be my choice, but he's also up at middleweight now. Yeah, Dana uh, was saying he's pretty much going to middleweight so now. I mean, take it from Dana, but I, you know. You know, we had that Bilal eye poke. Maybe run it back. Uh, finally give Bilal a little chance I, at I think uh, he's the most deserving. There. I think Bilal's so, the most deserving. I think Bilal would probably be who I would... I mean, either one. I, I'm I'm good with either one, Colby or Bilal. I am not good with Colby. So, Don't think Colby should get it. He's been at it. Dude, the most action he's seen since he won that fight was getting sucker punched and losing a tooth. And then not talking for a year. He literally yeah. disappeared for a year. I mean, uh, and all of a sudden not... he shows up, and goes to the way, and now it's like, oh yeah, now he's gonna get the title shot. What? The There's... whole thing with Dana White is you guys got to be active, got to get your title shot, and all of a sudden he's just able to sit out. Is it because uh, I don't? No one else is. No, no one else has this issue though. Other guys are allowed to sit out, but like, 
In fact, a lot of them do sit out. I don't know. They just like uh, Falkonowski was out. What do you fight once one year? At least he's being more active now. I would I would rather see Shavkat just leap the line and over Colby than get the. I mean, um, this is this is com- well, Shavkat would be interesting, but I also would love to see Shavkat and, and Mohammed. I think welterweight is kind of like so many guys. What about Shavkat and Kamara Usman? He can do that because now uh, Usman needs something to do. What but happens I, with yeah, him? Yeah, right. I know, but I thought they said him and uh, they're trying to working on something with Shavkat and Bilal. I know is the fight they're working on. Yeah, but who knows? Those things, you know, they could they could happen. It could not happen. Who knows? But I just, I don't know. I mean, what do you do then with Kamaru Usman? Maybe Burns fights him again. Well, Burns has to get through uh, Jorge fighting? Masvidal. Okay, That's so, next month. okay, so Burns versus Usman after that, because <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, but even that Gilbert Burns wins. I mean, he could be in the mix too, because he he had a good fight against Hamzat. Hamzat may not come back down again. It's not a ding on his mm-hmm. record. I don't really think. No, there's no ding there. That was a very close fight. Or very fun fight, I should say. I don't know if it was... I think I think it was competitive. It was very competitive. Competitive, yeah. I think, is fair. Close is tough. You know, it mm. depends. But both had really good moments, I would say. Yeah. For- forget that, though. We got to get to these rounds here. But before we do really quick, Justin Gagey. How many fights away from a title is he now? Because now they're saying he's kind of title or bust. So. Well, he is title or bust. He said he wants one more run, and then he's going to hang it up. Which is, I like the idea of it, if, if he's comfortable doing it. But yeah, I mean, who, how many fights away? How much does he need to do before he gets that title or bust? Uh, well, you have to do, you know, winner of Benil and, and Charles. It has to be first in line. Right. I would think. Um, so then, then in theory, right you'd after have that, to take one more fight, right? I mean, maybe. It's Poirier. Who's Poirier fighting? They do that again or no? Poirier, that could be interesting. I don't think Poirier has a fight lined up. They fought before, though, Poirier and Go- Yeah, and do it Gaethje. again. Do it again? It's been a few years. Yeah. It's been a while. All right. They could do that again. I think I think the time is right to do it. Fair. Especially because like, everyone's always like, oh, it's the same few people always fighting for the title. It's like, well, now you can knock one of them out. It solves that problem. Get rid of them. Mm-hmm. All right. Get rid of them. <laughs> Let them sleep with the fishes. Well, no, that's that's extreme. But... <laughs> um, On the judging side, for the numbers, the numbers are not particularly great this time. Numbers are numbers. They are what they are. We just highlight them. 17... Out of 32 rounds were unanimous. One of those was an 8-9 split. So the percentage was only 53 point. It is what it is. Sometimes you, you we've had a few weeks where they were up in the 80s. This one is down to the 50s. Kind of brings everything back down to the mean. Mm-hmm. This is a tough one. A lot of close rounds here. We'll get to those. There's also a couple points taken. Two points. Two points. I want to say in the original outline, I did predict a point taken in the first uh, in the in the main event. You did. Yeah. But you was were the wrong. About, it was you the were wrong totally person. wrong about the nature of it. I was wrong, but you had I still, everything wrong. You just was, had the fact that there was a point taken. That counts. I guess it's something. I'll give yep. you that. Yeah. Um. You thought it'd be for timidity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not the case. This was a good fight. This was a good this fight. Is a good fight. Yeah. Let's talk about this fight too. Let's let's get into Leon Edwards, Kamaru Usman, majority decision. Which we <laughs> is this the first time in UFC history where the final two fights on the card were both majority decisions. It's got to be. It's got to be. I, I can't imagine also, it would be anything else. Bruce there. butchered the announcement in uh, the co-main. Oh, did he? Like, oh my God, wait, what? What'd he do? I missed it. He he, he announced the first score. Judge, whoever uh, scores the fight, 29-28, Gaethje. And then goes, and this judge scores it 28-28 and 29-28. Winner by majority decision. <laughs> it Justin was a, Gaethje. It was a little weird. It was like they were looking at him like, wait, what? Look, What's I was in the here? building for the 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 first time ever that Buffer announced the wrong name. <laughs> Remember they announced Jim Miller's the winner against Patty Lee? They announced Jim Miller. To... Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. 
That was after he got tapped out by by Healy, and he had to go. Oh no, excuse me. The winner, is... and you will never find clips of this anymore. Like they've they've you'd have to find like the original like pay per view feed mm-hmm. file that someone uploaded to like I torrents never, or something. I never seen it because I was in the crowd for that fight. Yeah, well, then you would have uh, heard it. Yeah, but I never heard. I never like probably. I knew he lost because oh, he got okay. put to sleep. You were probably like just too distraught. But it was like Jim blew his gas tank because he was so close to finishing mm. and just didn't finish. Yeah. And that, well, it's a no contest now, so it doesn't even matter. That's true. It's a no contest. <laughs> Smoking too much weed for Healy. Well, that's a whole nother conversation. <laughs> anyway, majority decision, 48-46 twice and a 47-47. So Edwards, of course, retains the belt, wins the trilogy fight. But it's these three rounds in the middle, two, three, and four, as opposed to the rounds one and five that Edwards definitely won, that we've got to talk about here for contested rounds. So let's start with round two. What's going on? Yeah, round two. Uh, I did think this was a pretty good round for Usman. Uh, Edwards does have you know good success in it. Uh, Usman continues. Uh, I got this right. Hang on. I'm sorry. Can I, I wrote things here. Yeah, yeah. Edwards, you know, he continues his kicks, lands a strong knee to the head that wobbles Usman. Usman answers with a right hand that wobbles Edwards. Uh, land some big shots against the cage. He's like, I thought these were pretty solid. I uh, you know some are winging off the glove, but I mean there's still some good impact behind those. After Edwards, uh, he lands a couple more light kicks, but I do think this is an Usman round ten nine. I also had as an Usman round, but this is a close round. It just is like I I think it's competitive. I felt good about my Usman score, but I also really understand why it could go the other way. Yeah, it was it was it was. I'm I'm not I anyone's. Saw for Edwards, I'm okay with it, but I, I like Usman. Mm-hmm. You would. Mm-hmm. What about round three? A close round. That's it. Cool. <laughs> Moving on. Usman gets That's a... our show. <laughs> Usman gets a quick takedown. You know, he lands a little bit of ground and pound. You know, nothing too crazy. Uh, they do end up in this scramble situation, and Edwards grabs the fence, preventing the takedown. Herb Dean stops the action, takes the point. After, you know, they reset, I think it's Edwards landing good leg kicks. Lands a low blow for like his fifth foul of the fight to this point. Uh, only lost one point for five fouls. I mean, discounted rate at that. Uh, in college, he would have so, fouled out by that. He would. <laughs> that's that's it. You're out of the game at that point. Uh, I thought Usman was working the jab really well. There were there were some stiff ones in there where Edwards' head's getting snapped back. Uh, but then Edwards lands a big knee right up the middle to the head. Round progresses. Usman lands a solid right elbow later in the round. I really think these Edwards kicks are, are very effective. I just think Usman was slightly better. Really, really close round, but I favor Usman. And, you know, he because of the point taken, he gains two in a very close round. Yeah, I, I also, I kind of, I agonized over this one probably more than any of the rounds. I thought this was the, the hardest round to mm-hmm. to um, assess a winner in, just because I think both of them had good enough offense. And, you know, not for nothing, things get thrown off a little bit when yeah. the uh, when the round has to be stopped for especially this type of foul where they're trying to sort it out. And then you yep. got Leon's making the case like, no, no, no. It was, I, <laughs> I, I was using the back of my hand. I was, I had a flat hand on there. It's like, guy, you got pulled away and you didn't go anywhere because your fingers were grabbing it so clearly. It was, there was, was no way. There was two grabs. Yeah. And it made me, <laughs> I, I was taking the, I was talking to you this uh, before, before we got on. It almost like I don't. I want to. I want to make sure I preface this by saying I don't actually think that Leon Edwards is a dirty fighter, which is to say, like he's not out there trying to get a competitive advantage by cheating all of the rules as much as possible. Having said that, he fouls a lot, <laughs> and in this fight in particular, and in this round and this incident in particular, like 
he's making an unwinnable case. This is like when I'm talking to one of my one of my boys. Uh, one of my boys tells the truth all the time. <laughs> one of my boys almost compulsively lies. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is good. I always know how to get the right story, right? Uh, they're they're seven and five. Okay, forgive them. Um, but yeah, it, it's. <laughs> It's like he, he'll he'll try to just make up like no 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 this this I'm like guy I, I know how like physics and and the world works like these aren't these aren't real things that can happen um yeah it just it just felt like hope against hope kind of thing like no 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 it's I I wasn't grabbing it it's, I I stayed here magically um, but at least he he varies his fouls yeah no that's true he doesn't do the same thing over and yeah. over again it's glove not like, grab yeah eye poke mm-hmm. low blow fence grab. How did the fight end against Bilal Muhammad? I poke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just saying, the, this is this is like a recurring pattern with, with Leon Edwards. Again, I don't think he's dirty. I'm not I'm not necessarily saying he's like totally clean in, in that respect, but I'm not re- willing to like label him a dirty fighter, but it's something to kind of keep an eye on. Well, more or less dirty than Dame Anderson. Next week. Okay. <laughs> we got too much. We okay. got too much. Oh, man. I would love to. I thought we were going to have time, and then sure enough, no. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to Creed 3 next week. Round four. Round four. Yeah, I thought I thought Edwards had a pretty good round here. Uh, I thought he was landing good to the head, solid leg kicks throughout, which was basically what he did like this whole fight. Uh, Usman's getting takedowns, but I don't really see much coming from it. His strikes aren't as effective uh in the later rounds, I don't think he did land a couple, but I just don't think they're that clean. I think they're mostly blocked or, or partially uh, landing. I, I think Edwards is the more effective fighter here. Ten nine. You know, I'm realizing we've actually been dropping the ball a little bit in terms of uh, naming the judges for these kind of things. So we'll, we'll, oh we'll, yeah, we we'll, did, we'll yeah, finish up. Know. We'll finish up with round four. Then we'll kind of circle back and do it the right way because uh, we, we've got some housekeeping to take care of. But yeah, I I did also see it the same way for you as Edwards. I thought this was a close round too. Um, I thought it was like. Maybe the weakest round for both fighters in terms of like what they were able to do. I thought other rounds had higher spots. Okay, you know I what I mean. Yeah, I, th- I, I, I think yeah. it was close, but I don't think I don't think either one of them stood out as much as they managed to in other rounds. Maybe round three also was kind of well. Again, that was a weird round, right? Um, but I thought at least round three, round two, excuse me, they both had some good moments. I think round one. We see a lot of good moments in round five. We see a lot of moments from uh, Edwards. But yeah, this was the one that was kind of like the most muted, I guess. The Yeah, the, the nothing stands out. Yeah, so I, I saw it the same way for you uh, as you did as Edwards. So let's circle back, though, just so we can label the uh, the judges who gave which rounds and, and make sure we do everything by the book, as we typically do. Yeah. Uh, it, round two, the judges who saw it for uh, Edwards, the majority score, were Ben Cartledge and Chris Lee. It was David Letheby who saw this one for Usman the way, look at that, you and I Mm. saw it for Usman. What does that mean for Judge Letheby? Couch side over. Wow, we almost missed another one. Almost. Not only did we almost miss it, we almost completely forgot to name the judges who did this. Like, what are we doing this for? I was thinking about Creed. What are we doing? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Leave it for next week. You're messing me up here. I blame you. Um, (laughs) Round three, uh, it was Judges Lee and Letheby who saw it the same way as you and I for Usman. It was Ben Cartlidge who was split off on his own seeing it for Edwards. And and mind you, when we gave the round to them, okay, yeah, like you said, it's a 10-8 for Usman because of the point deduction. Ben Cartlidge ended up with a net 9-9 nine, nine 
score because he gave it to Edward. Mm-hmm. Um, and then round four, this was another one. Same same judges just split off. Ben Cartledge gave round four to Usman. Very close. Uh, but it was uh, Leon Lethaby again who saw it as you and I did for Edwards. Um, but the way it worked out, no judge had the same scorecard as the others. Mm-hmm. You and I had the same scores, right? Like, I think we were united in all these rounds. So we saw it the same way as Judge uh, David Lethaby at 47-47. It's a draw. I would have been very okay with this being a draw and then thus probably would have needed to run it back one well, more so time. You know what, so I, I, so I have the second quadrilogy I came, in UFC history. Yes, quadrilogy. Yeah, I know, I'll, I'll throw um, you a bone. But- I can, when I was watching, I was like, you know what? If I was like the promotion and some guy wins three rounds and loses a point, I'd probably just write it off as a win for him and just move on with the division. I don't know. It's tricky, though. It's tricky. Like, he proved he's the better fighter, but also he didn't follow the rules. I know. I know. But if I'm, I'm as it's the, tricky. As the promoter, I don't know if I'd care that much about that. Yeah. I guess uh, that's. Unless it was blatant and like, well, that was blatant, but like blatant in the sense where he's hurting someone. Well, when the day comes that Urban Fighting Championships replaces UFC, then uh, that's what that will be. Well, it would still be UFC. I know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It'll happen eventually. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was probably bound to happen. That's why I hitched my wagon to you. Yep. Fighter pay will go up. Win show will not be the, the, the model we use. All fighters will fight seven times a year. You will be required. <laughs> if you're the champion, you will be required. You will have your dates in advance. <laughs> And you will be expected to show up for them. What happens if you don't? Wait. What happens if you don't? I think you lose the belt. Oh, okay. What happens if people just lose the belt all the freaking time? I think then it just it just makes whoever the champion is, you know, it's stronger. It doesn't water it doesn't down. Doesn't actually make it weaker. No, it makes it stronger. I disagree. You got We don't have time for this one, sir. That was a, that was an offhanded thing. We got to move on. We got a lot. Yeah. Of, we got twelve rounds left. Let's keep it moving. It's a lot of rounds. Let's move on to the ca- the uh, the co-main event here. Justin Gaethje got the win, again, in our other majority decision, uh, over Rafael Faziev, 29-28 twice, and a 28-28. A bit of a surprising one. I don't think, I think this caught a lot of people off guard, but this fight actually was an alternative decision, sir. Yep, one of those alternative because, decisions. Because, and, and as familiar listeners would know, uh, I call an alternative decision a fight in which the losing fighter actually won the majority of rounds which is to say they didn't win the majority of judges, they won the majority of rounds. So in round one and two, Rafael Faziev got the uh, the nod on two of three scorecards. Hmm. It just didn't work out in the way that gave him two out of three judges overall. That's an alternative decision. It's yes. a weird one. It's weird because it's like, again, from a certain point of view, you can kind of say, hey, maybe that means that he's the better fighter there. Hmm. But also, that's not how it works. So it is what it is. Let's get into it. We've got to talk about all these rounds. <laughs> the whole fight. Round yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, obviously, this whole fight's fun. I it's mean, fun, a super I, I fun use, fight. Yeah. I use that uh, adjective quite a bit. Uh, round one, both slinging heavy leather. Leather, uh, Faziev landing good to the body, attacking the head with you know three at a time. I thought Gaethje had really good leg kicks, landing heavy up top. But I think Faziev landed better. I think he landed more. He went to the body a lot. I think it's close. I prefer it for Faziev. Uh, I just do think he was the better fighter in this round. I think it's competitive. I didn't necessarily feel like it was that close in terms of me being able to pick a winner from my point of view, which is to say mm. from the video feed that we get at home. I know I saw a lot of backlash against Judge Clemens Werner for giving this fight or this round, excuse me, to Justin Gaethje. Um, I didn't see it that way, but I can understand why 
it would end up being that way if you were at a different location around the cave. Different view. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that a lot of people just don't account for when they're trying to figure this out. It's like, well, you must have seen what I see. Not exactly. No. They saw it different. And just because they saw it different doesn't mean they saw it wrong either. For all we know, he's the only one who saw it right. Possibly. It's entirely possible. I will allow for that possibility. I saw it my way. I feel good about giving it to Faziev. You feel like that too, I'm sure. Judges Mark Collette and Paul Sutherland also had it for Fazio. So, you know, we got four out of five, you know, three three qualified people and then you and me mm-hmm. uh, had it, who had it the way we had it. But, yeah, I mean, it's close round. It's a competitive round, fun round, like you said. Um, but I, I I feel good about Fazio here. Me too. Round two. Uh, again, another fun round. It's the reason why this was the fight of the night. Gaethje landed. Try some... not to sound too excited. Gaethje sound. Gaethje landed some bombs. You know, he really busted, started to bust up the face of Fiziev. Fiziev landed some good ones to the body. I think he his volume dropped this round. Uh, he didn't really attack the head as often as he did in the first round, uh, but he did land a nice knee upstairs. I do think this one is pretty close. Uh, I do think Gaethje was the more impactful fighter, so I scored it for him 10-9. Yeah, I think this is the closest fight uh, round of the fight, but also I, I definitely felt pretty solid about giving this one to Gaethje too. I just think he's definitely, especially later on, he's like really pouring it on. He's starting Mm -hmm. to kind of get that groove. He's feeling it. And I don't think, I think he's left behind a lot of the argument that you would make uh, in favor of Rafael Fiziev here. So I feel good about it. But again, this this I think was close, and, and yeah, I don't really have any any issues with so. Um, we saw it the same way as, and I don't think I mentioned it before. We're, we're getting bad with this. I'm getting bad with this. Uh, judges Mark Collette and Paul Sutherland were the ones who saw it the same way as you and I for Fiziev, right? Did I mention that yeah. before? I don't know if I did, but now I have. Um, in this round, round two, uh, we saw it the same way as uh, as Judge Collette, whereas it was. Uh, Sutherland and Werner, who saw it for Vaziev, which I, th- I think a lot of people online, too, were seeing it the same way as, as a Gaethje round, too. But again, it's not. I think it's close. It's, it's not weird. But I just said Mark Collette was on his own for this one, except for you and me, right? Yeah. What does that mean for Judge Collette? Couch that over. <laughs> I feel like he hasn't got one in a while. We, we don't see. We don't hear his name. International shipping is killing the show. <laughs> it's true. Man, a lot of sharks eating these things in the mail. <laughs> It's got to be what it is. Round three, final round. This is a different one. This is a different one. (laughs) This is a 10-9 versus 10-8 split. Yeah. A a surprising one, I think. Yeah. Uh, So, uh, let me start with this. Sure. Solid second half of the round for Gaethje. Yeah, absolutely. He did really good damage. Heavy punches, really busted up the eye of Fiziev. But there's a first half of this round where Fiziev hurt Gaethje twice, wobbled him, I think he might have almost dropped him on with one of them. It was a really good start for Fiziev until he started to fade, like around the three minute mark. Gaethje came on strong, bopping him with like these big uppercuts. Said that was a combination he's been working on since he, you know, started fighting. I just don't see any dominance to be checked. I don't see any duration to be checked. So the only thing left is damage. And is the damage enough to get to the eight on its own? I don't think so, especially when you weigh in how good Fiziev started that round. I'm 10-9 Gaethje. I don't know that I would give this a 10-8 in our system, in the CSJ system that we we like to do for past judgment fights. I think this is just a 9. This just felt like a good, solid, hard 9. Okay. I I, I do think the damage is, is, is more than... Had he had another D, I think you, you could easily get to the 8. I don't know if you can get to it on its own. I don't think so. so I, 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 I don't see it. No. Because he... No. he 
Because at that point, you're probably talking about like large margin, right? Right. The it's, second not really half, a th- it's not really a thing that they do as much anymore. Second half of the round is large margin. First half is large margin the other way. Right, but, the, but it's, so, they, I think they're trying to move away from large margin to begin with. So yeah, it's, it's, I, I think it's really hard to get an eight out of this round. Oh, um, yeah. I, I, that's so what like, I'm saying. No, I, I know ha- you're not. But I know you are. Had he not had this start, mm-hmm. I think he'd probably easier to get there. Sure. But like, but he had the start. I mean, you know, because he have if looked it's really good. And, like, you know, because he was about to take this this fight, but he didn't. No. So in the world Gage where this, yeah, in the world where this fight happened the way it happened, this is a nine. I agree. It's just a nine. I know. I'm, I'm not even arguing with you. I'm just, oh. I'm just saying. No, we're we're on the same page. Well, I was right. ready to battle. No, 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 no. We're not battling. All right. We'll battle over something else. Okay. I don't know what. We'll figure it out. Probably Creed related. It could be Creed related. <laughs> I thought we were united on we that. We were. One. Yeah, we were. We'll battle over when shit. we talk about it now yeah. or next week. That's yeah. the battle. Um, no, this is that battle. But this is a nine. Yeah, you are. <laughs> I'm, I'm firm. Um, yeah, this is a nine. And, and I'm really surprised uh, to see it, to be honest. I, I think Paul Sutherland kind of pushed it a little too far here with the nine. Look, I, I love with the eight. Excuse me, he's the one who gave the eight. I love the idea of expanding the the rule, but like this, it just seems hard to justify. So, did you see the slow mo of the one uppercut with the snot hanging from? No, Fizio's, I missed that from Fizia's nose out. Was awesome. Fizia posted a, a photo okay. of him with his like bloody face, like looking like a madman. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, it was all worth it for this picture. <laughs> it was funny it was really funny um but yeah so i i definitely favor the nine like we said ad nauseum uh the same as judges colette and verner so yeah mark colette i i think we both had the same scorecard here right this is this was uh i thought he had the best scorecard here this felt like the the right scorecard but not necessarily again i can see the argument for how you'd get there uh clemens verner's card too yeah still very weird that we got to a majority decision mm-hmm. i was like what going on anyway this was not the only fight involving judge paul sutherland though that kind of got online people getting a getting a little frisky and, and, and up in arms right well again a little up in arms. let's yeah. go into the prelims now the uh the, the regular prelims not the early prelims which why is there a distinction i don't know but um chris duncan from scotland got the win over omar morales omar morales mm-hmm. try that again uh, nicknamed the Venezuelan fighter, right? The Venezuelan fighter. Mm-hmm. When I'm when I become a fighter one day, I'm going to be nicknamed someone, <laughs> or maybe some. You know what they'll be? Someone named. So he'll announce me as someone named Scott Fontana. That'd be pretty cool. No, it's stupid. <laughs> I made that up for stupidity. Anyway, um, this was a split decision. Twenty nine, twenty eight, twice for Chris Duncan. And a 30-27 the other way. Every every time that happens, everyone starts getting mad. So that, we're already there by default, right? But let's talk about round two and three. Let's let's break them down on their own merits. Let's figure out how we can get to this scorecard from yeah. Paul Sutherland. Yeah. So, well, so I just, what's you know, going I'm on thinking about this. Round, so. <laughs> it wasn't a great fight. Round oh. two. Round two. Yeah, so Duncan, I mean, he's working the leg kicks this whole fight. Uh, he gets a takedown against the fence, uh, landing some heavy knees, non-storly knees to the thighs. I thought these were strong. Wasn't all that many of them. Um, but they're there for a while. Morales gets back up. He lands a couple good punches to the head, you know, maybe a light kick or two. But I think on the whole in this round, Duncan had the better round, more effective fighter. 10-9 Duncan. Yeah, I don't want to add any more to that. I, I, <laughs> it's, it's not a great round. It's, it's honestly not even a great fight. But 
Yeah, I, I saw it the same way as you, same as Ben Cartledge and Vito Palillo. Look, I actually got the names in. I managed mm, to do it. There we go. Give me a slow clap there. <laughs> um, <laughs> Paul Sutherland, again, was the, the judge split off seeing this one from Morales. I don't think anyone was bothered by this round score. I think nobody thought that that, that was unusual or odd or anything like that. It was just one of those round rounds two was, yeah. not a whole lot's happening, yeah. but somebody did enough on one side because someone did a little less on the other. Yeah, it's whatever. It's, it's, this is not this is not the one to get up in arms about. Round three, though, this is the one that once they read the scorecard at the end, they couldn't believe it that there was a 30-27, which by default meant round three was given to Omar Morales here. So why, why are they up in arms in round three? Let's talk about at least what happened. Well, all right. So first minute, they're exchanging on the feet. Actually, it looks like it might be a pretty decent round, the way the first you know minute goes. Building up to one. You know. Like so, you know, Duncan's landing some good shots. He keeps it up with the leg kicks. Uh, Morales is answering, throwing some of his own shots back to the head, and then Duncan takes him down, and they hang out there for like ever, forever, like three minutes. In this three minutes, Duncan does throw like one of those uppercuts that Hendo used to knock out Fedor. Obviously, not as strong. Uh, a couple a little less mustard on it, yeah. Uh, a couple knees to the body, like GSP did to Sarah, but more storlyish. Um, <laughs> is there is there a sliding scale of storly to non storly knees? <laughs> yeah, storly to GSP Sarah. All right, fine. There we go, because those were vicious. All right. Um, <laughs> only welterweights were using, by the way. Yeah. All right. Um, they get back to the feet eventually. You know, Morales is yelling at the ref. Hey, he's not doing anything. And DC's like, hey, that's not how you get back up. You well, don't get any help. He wasn't just saying he, you don't do anything. He looked the way it looked, and I don't think he was doing this, but like the way the camera was positioned, it looked like he was breaking the fourth wall like Deadpool. <laughs> like he was making a look at us, being like, crazy, am I right? Look at this guy. <laughs> so he does eventually get back up to the feet, probably like 40 seconds left. I and just... on his own, too. And he lands a big uppercut, but that's really it. Yep. And, you know, the round ends with Duncan getting another takedown. He does throw that little, you know, Travis Brown style elbow. But after that, it, 10 seconds runs up of just Duncan holding him against the fence on the ground. I think Duncan gets it. You know, he he, he didn't really do all that much, but I don't, I don't see an argument from Morales because I don't think he did really anything that would say he deserves this round. Duncan's offense was the best offense of the round, 10-9 him. Yeah, it's it's always a weird case. It's like nothing, almost nothing happens this round. Like there does, but there's really not a whole lot of scorable offense, right? Like effective offense, either by striking or grappling. And when you have a round like that, usually we're just like, you know, you got to do more to to really get mad about it one way or the other. Mm -hmm. But a round like this, it's like you really can only make the case for Morales based on like more or less that uppercut. And I guess if you just edged so slightly what was happening before the fight went down for several minutes, there's just not that much there i don't I, it feels like kind of it's almost like taking what happened in remember that yana kunitskaya fight who's now yeah y yana santos who we'll be talking about actually yeah. a little bit um in that fight that she had a few years ago uh with ketlin vieta where ketlin vieta was on top for like the majority of the round but doing nothing Mm -hmm. And then Kunitska has like this really great offense for the last like 30 seconds and yeah. she takes the round. Right. That's like a different case, though, because there was like some real good effective offense in there. I think that's a real different case. Yeah. 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 That's what I mean. Like it, it's almost like taking that 
That's like an extreme case. That's like that's the exception, not the rule okay. for for like a situation like this. This feels like something where you wouldn't really. Get, and obviously, all fights are different. All rounds are different, right? There's not there's not really a rule, but yeah, this doesn't. This feels like a little too much punishment for the way Duncan fought. Almost, I, yeah. I'm not in Paul Sutherland's head, and I don't know what he's thinking. But it's just like optically, I'm trying to like think out why he might go that way. I'm I'm thinking, you know, maybe maybe if Morales drops Duncan with that uppercut, then you go, oh, yeah, okay, he took that round. Sure, sure, but that didn't happen. It wasn't, I it wasn't think... even like a super heavy damaging uppercut, and I, I it was like it was a nice uppercut, fine, okay, but that was it. And in that first minute, I thought Duncan was landing pretty good. He yeah, landed, you know, good good punches to the head, good leg kicks, and Morales answered with a few of his own. I think it just it's I struggled to 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 get it to Morales. Yeah, I don't I don't love, this but I score. also don't it's... care. <laughs> all that much. that's fair that's fair that's the other thing that's the other side of this conversation is people were like livid about this and obviously they couldn't they could barely process it on the on the broadcast you know and, and john Anik smartly is saying oh you know i'm gonna i'm gonna defer right now you know mm-hmm. he kind of he kind of uh allowed himself to see himself out of that i think that's smart because it's hard until you get to watch it again and kind of really think back to what you're doing as john knows and as john has pointed out He's there to do a different job, you know. He's a commentator, right, yeah. Or he's a he's a he's a play by play man. He's not giving you the same. He's not being able to watch it in the same way as a judge. And and even Joe Rogan, who was not on this one, he admits the same thing. He's like, I'm here to do a different job, you know. Then yeah. he forgets and he says it anyway. Yeah. But <laughs> I want to I want to point out when yeah. I say I don't care, it's not that I don't care that you know the right fighter didn't get the scorecard. It's that I don't care that the one fighter could have done something more with his with his position. I just kind of left it about life now. He just he just kept it. You know, he's like, I'm just going to hold on and not try to improve beyond this. So like, it's a low output round. It's, it's tough to feel too bad one way or the other when, you know, no one puts a stamp on things. Yeah. And that's the reason why I'm not even like I don't want to like go so hard as to even say it's like a bad score. Mm-hmm. It's I don't think it's the right score, but I think you can understand why it would get there and why no one should really get that crazy about it. Mm hmm. But people like to get crazy about stuff. <laughs> Gotta get crazy. Gotta get crazy. Uh, probably nobody even remembers this anymore, except for the fact that it was the same judge who did the, the 10, 10, 8, 10, 9 round, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was it for that fight. We can move on from that one. Moving on to a, a split decision again. Right here, Lerone Muf- Murphy. I can't talk. <laughs> I'm doing better than Bisping. <laughs> yeah, you, you, for sure. Yeah. Uh, not calling, not mislabeling uh, civil rights leaders of the past. Um, G- Gabriel Santos was the loser to Lerone Murphy. It was 29-28 all around. Very natural split decision here. Just, you know, winners of one and the other. Round two is our split round. What's happening here? It starts out as a good round for Murphy. On the feet, especially, you know, he's landing some good punches as the round went on. Santos started to find, you know, the home for a couple good shots of his own, a good leg kick that knocks down Murphy. Santos does get, you know, the back. He's throwing some strikes. He's looking for a choke, switches to an arm bar late, starts landing some hammer fists as he's attacking the arm bar. And, you know, the round ends basically with Murphy kind of getting to his knees stuck in, you know, the triangle setup a little bit. I think this is a 10-9 Santos round. I felt good about Santos here, man. Yeah, close on the feet, and you have to score score the ground for Santos. I mean, he's got an armbar. Yeah, he's, he's... 
I almost thought this was one of the harder rounds to to go the other way for. To be perfectly honest, yeah, I think there's I enough. I think there's enough scorable offense here that I feel good about it, and it's and it's stuff that like I feel like it's hard to miss. But so, maybe that maybe it is. You know, I mean, I always grant that positioning on the cage is is different, right? So it's weird. Is is because I know UFC stats didn't credit Santos with a submission attempt. Not that the judges know, or, right? Not that right, yeah. but are how how far are you grading? You know. A cross side, I guess, cross side arm bar when you're on top and you have the arm wrapped up, but the other guy's defending it well. Mm-hmm. All you gotta do is break the grip, and it's and it's over. I don't know how 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 strongly that does the arm have to be extended for you know to count it as a solid offensive grappling attack. I don't... Well, you're well, you're just talking about statistical like accrual. Well, no, but I'm, I'm thinking not... I'm thinking judges wise. Well, the, we're, I think we're... I think the judges. Gonna... It's on the judges to just be well versed enough to know that. Okay, you know. And you know, if if there's an experience, I don't I don't know the backgrounds uh, exactly of of judges Mark Collette, Vito Apellillo, and Clemens Verner, who are the judges on this one. I don't know their particular martial arts backgrounds. I'm sure they have um, impressive backgrounds, and and I, I know at least a few of them train regularly. Um, it's yeah, it's really just on the judge to just know that, like mm. understand the position. You know, it's it's like when we took there, the course, like we trouble. we have to learn those positions. Right. And then, you know, if you're actually judging, assuming uh, it's something you're actually doing, you're you're trying to sharpen that knowledge as much as you can. Of course. Yeah. But yeah, I I, I felt good about giving this one to Santos. To be perfectly honest, I think there's enough offense here that it's not even just like a ah no one did anything, you know, kind of thing. I I liked I liked what he did here. I, I don't. I don't think it's like a bad score to go the other way, but I felt good about it. I'm, I'm like it's almost like close but clear. Okay, for me, yeah. Um, but but again, I can kind of chalk it up to differences in in seating or positions that kind of thing. So, but yeah, we we ended up on the same side as Mark Collette once again. It was a uh, Vito Pellello and Clemens Werner who saw it from Murphy giving him the win. But if we had our druthers, it would have been uh, Santos who gets the win, and same for Mark Collette. So what does that mean for him? Couch side override. <laughs> That's remix. two for him. That was the remix, wasn't it? <laughs> that was weird. I shouldn't do it that way. It's a bad one. Sorry, Mark. Maybe you'll get a, a, a you know, try to redemption. Well, he already got one. He got a normal one. Okay. That's that's why this I got it. is I got the it, yeah. remix. <laughs> DJ Clue. 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 Right, my voice is gone. I can't do anything. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> um, let's move on though. We have another split decision here. We got so many rounds. Uh, two rounds to talk about in Joanne Wood. Nay Calderwood's victory over Luana Carolina, 30-27 and 29-28, and then a 29-28 the other way. So we've got all different scorecards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of a theme of the night. There were at least three fights like that. <laughs> um, just one of those nights, man. Um, round one and three we're going to talk about. So let's start with one. Yeah, so I think the difference in this round was the, the strikes at distance. I thought Wood was really good at distance early, and Carolina uh, kind of struggled to find her groove there mm-hmm. in the clinch i thought both did did good offense uh wood slightly better there but i i think you know carolina was, was quite comfortable in the clinch as well and, and put up some good effective offense but on the whole mainly because of the strikes at distance wood wins 10-9 yep i had it that way too but uh yeah competitive round mm-hmm. fun I, I thought this was a nice fight yeah it was, i enjoyed it was, this fight it, yeah we obviously got a second round to talk about here. I think we can get this one a little quicker. This whole fight in general, we've gotten through. I think the meat of the show, right? Yeah. Who had these? Who had the scores for this? Oh, it was uh. Yeah, I should probably tell you that, huh? <laughs> you know what? No, I'm not gonna do it this time. Now Ben Cartledge and David Latheby saw it as we did 
it was Vito Palilla who was the the judge on his own seeing it for Carlina. Okay. Round three. Another very close round. Carolina is landing some pretty good strikes at distance in this round. Uh, I fit, but the difference in this round from round one, I think the round round three is one in the clinch, and I thought Wood was whacking her up pretty good there with elbows and knees and punches, especially you know she ends the round, uh, especially at the end of the round where she started throwing some heavy shots. She a good it elbow was, in there too, right? She was this the round uh, with the, the good elbow? elbow uh, every round was an elbow. <laughs> she was she these short elbows. She was she was piecing her up with I th- them. The, the one in this round, I think it was in particular, just yeah. really stood out to me. It, I I'm on ten nine Wood. Yeah, me too. I, I think I obviously that gives her every round in my book. I I thought it was a really good round for her. Mm-hmm. I thought she had a really good fight. I think Carolina had a nice fight, but yeah, I, yeah. I definitely favored the offense of Wood in this round. So it was you and me, uh, and and Judge Lethaby by himself. Uh, whereas uh, judges Cartledge and Palilla were in the majority for Carolina. Not that it mattered. We still got Wood the winner. But what does that mean again for Judge Lethaby? Couch side override. <laughs> A little bit better. I, I still messed it up. Four, I four I'm, I'm not so far. I'm in bad form tonight. We got a lot of these. I'm tired. It's been a long day. Doing my best. Sometimes, sometimes you got to power through, right? Moving on, we've got four more rounds to do, and it's the third majority decision of the night. <laughs> Only three majority decisions. Oh, excuse me. This isn't a majority decision. This is a majority draw. Oh, okay. My mistake. Yeah, yeah. But majority nonetheless. Third majority. Um. Jai Herbert and Ludovic Klein, 28-28 twice, and a 29-27 in the favor of Jai Herbert. We do have a point deduction in round three. We'll talk about that in a minute, but let's talk about the actual split round, round two. Round two, close round. I think uh, Klein is landing better. Herbert is throwing some head kicks, but I don't think any landed all that great. I think Klein landed pretty solidly in the clinch and at distance. Herbert did good uh, against the legs. Klein landed a nice elbow towards the end. I think Klein's more effective, 10-9. Me too. Nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> it's Clemens Werner and Mark Collette. Kind of made so- it a dirty fight. Yeah. 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 So, dirty round or dirty whatever. I don't know. He's a dirty fighter. Like that Leon Edwards character. Yeah. No, no kidding. <laughs> um, where am I? I don't know. Clemens Werner mm-hmm. and Mark Collette. We saw it the same way as them. For Klein, it was uh, David Lethaby who was on his own. No override this time, Mr. Lethaby. You only got two. So far, um, but he had it for Herbert, and <laughs> this is uh, this is really the only reason it ended up being um, not a majority or not a a, a, a unanimous draw was the, it was the sheer fact of Leatherby being split. Mm. Nothing or it doesn't really matter. Point taken. You want to talk about that point? Yeah, we can talk about that point. Round that. three, we have a point deduction, which is why we really have the result we do. Otherwise, uh, Jay Herbert would. Yeah, I mean they were getting after it. It was a pretty pretty good round, but you know then he lands two low blows within like thirty seconds of each other. Yeah, and <laughs> the way they were talking about it was like, well, you can't do it so close together. That's how you get the point taken. It's like so if he'd spaced them mm-hmm. out, it would have been better. I guess maybe you maybe you forget about do it. it in one, do it one in round one and then wait till round three to do it again. It's like, oh, maybe you won't lose a point. You got to learn to foul like Leon. <laughs> spread them out. <laughs> do, spread them out. Do different ones. Yeah. An expert. Man, this is coming off like we don't like Leon. I, and that's and, not and, true. And not true. I, I, I had a nice conversation with Leon this week. Uh, he gave me some tips about visiting Birmingham um, as well. Um, Make sure you don't order black beans. Yes. Right. I've. I've been advised of not ordering black beans on toast <laughs> <laughs> which i wasn't going to do anyway okay. to be fair um 
But yeah, apparently, because so, I, I told him, this is a quick aside, I told him that my ancestors had come to North America from Birmingham, and they used to live in a segment or in an area of Birmingham called Digbeth, mm. which is close to where uh, he's from in Aston. Is it by Black Sky? I, I have no idea. They were talking about that on the broadcast, too. Oh, I don't know. Because I, of the Industrial Revolution or something. I, I have an address that was in some sort of record that I found from my like great 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 grandfather who lived in Birmingham, mm. and it led to Digbeth. Okay, that's how I know. And mm. I asked, "What's Digbeth like?" And he's like, "Well, it's kind of hippy dippy place. It's like <laughs> it's like a college area. And okay. they, people go like bowling and and arcades and stuff like that." Mm. I was like, "All right, like is it a good like if I was a tourist, would I go?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, all right, cool. Anyway, um, neither here nor there. Back to this point deduction. You can't do it so close, apparently. Otherwise, that's how you lose the points. Mm. I, I don't I don't love the idea. I'm not saying that that's how it was officiated, but there's almost like the idea that was suggested on the broadcast. Yeah. I feel like that shouldn't be what it is. I have no idea if that's really how it is, but maybe you just take the points when it damages them. How about that? Okay. Anytime there's damage, like clear damage where they're like going to be less for it, just take the point. That's what really matters. If you get if you get like three low blows and it's just like ugh annoying. All right, I'm fine. N- none of them need to take a point. But like if the first one, if you're down and like clearly hurt, not even milking it, like just take a point. Just guttural sounds coming out. <sighs> Chris Tuchert. <laughs> Still think of him. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I I at least like that it was taken here. I think there was mm-hmm. enough damage, so. I was I was good with it. Let's move on though to because we've got three more rounds to get through. We're getting there. We're almost there. We're in the home Twelve stretch. down and two point deductions. So that's actually I've got seventeen elements of this. That's mm. wild. Um Marvin Vittori got the win over Roman Delize. Unanimous decision. 30-27 once and two twenty nine twenty eight. So we're just talking about round one in this case. What happened in round one? This was a close round. I thought Vittori was doing well with his volume strikes. He had some solid impact on them, too. Uh, Delidze kind of feels like he's landing, you know, or throwing just one or two at a time. I thought the leg kicks for Vittori were there. Solid uh, solid leg kicks there. Uh, Delidze is throwing some good, powerful shots. He has a solid flurry early. And then after a clash of heads, uh, Delidze just goes wild and lands pretty heavy uh, to push it over for me. Uh Vittori was responding in these exchanges. I just don't think uh, he was landing as well. Very close. 10-9 to Lidze. Yeah, I mean, he's landing. I mean, he's responding, but like you could be responding and still getting thwacked, yeah. you know? Yeah, I, he got smacked up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think the damage from this felt good enough to me to that it kind of it, it, it is stealing the round the right word for here i don't know because it was later in the round and i felt like he wasn't having as good a round as vittoria was for a while and then all of a sudden the tables turned so come back whatever you want to call it i get why it would go the other way i, I it, it really depends because it's it's kind of an isolated offense it's just a high offense it's not that he wasn't landing throughout but he was i thought vittoria was in pretty good control for a lot of the round okay you know mm-hmm. so i can get why uh, Judge Paul Sutherland had Vittori here, but I, I favored, just like you did, Delize. Same as Ben Cartlidge, same as David Letheby. All right. So Paul Sutherland's off the hook. He's <laughs> off the hook for this one. It's really just that 8-9. That's, that's, the, that's the only one that I'm like really up in arms about. Okay. I mean, in so much as I would ever get up in arms about an 8-9. <laughs> yeah. You know. But um, two more, sir. Go to Muhammad Mukhaev, who got the win in round three via rear naked choke submission over Jafel Filio. Did I say your name right? I probably yeah, messed it up. Yeah, it's probably. 
probably close. I think I think I got Filio right at least. But anyway, um, round two is our split round before the third round sub. What happened in round two? Low output round. Uh, pretty much Filio lands like five leg kicks, and I thought they were the best offense of the round. Makai really didn't do much outside of a couple lighter body head combos after the takedown. You know, of course, before that he threw some kicks and punches during the round, but I didn't think he landed anything. Uh, it's a low output round, so, you know, whatever. I'm not going to die on a hill for it, but I do think Filio is the better score. 10-9. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm about there, too, and, uh, uh, except for the fact that I just went the other way. I'm not I'm not going to, oh. like, die on the hill, is what I mean, okay. you know? Yeah. It's like, it, there's not a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. I can't feel married to my score because, realistically, it's just not a lot to score. Yeah, I mean, give me a little bit more. Maybe I'll go the other way. But no, I, I actually went the opposite way here. I had it from Okayev. Um, Same way as Chris Lee. You saw it the same way as Judges Ben Cartledge and Paul Sutherland. I, uh, real quick, I, I'm so happy, Makayev, that, or that there was a finish oh, in yeah. round three because I was torn. I was like, where <laughs> do I even stand on this round right now? Because of that knee bar was was ridiculous, and from obviously Filio. affected him even after the fight. He was like he couldn't was favoring like, it. Yeah, what would happen if he was able to separate and had you know him stand up? Like, is he gonna win by stoppage because he can't walk? I don't know. I'm sure he'd gut it out somehow or another. I know, but if if you see if if a fight he sees he's visibly that damaged, like he was such a noticeable limp, completely less mobile. Are you saying the what fight would happen? Stop. That's what I'm asking. I don't know. I think we've seen that scenario happen, and usually they just keep going until they, like, fall over. Like, if he gets kicked. It depends on the referee, of course. Like, Every, all refs are going to be... And, and the scenario. Scenarios are different, too. Um, no, I, I think I think he would have found a way to get to the finish. All right. Didn't matter. He took it out. Yeah, he won, so... He did, he did. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not married to this score either, but, yeah. I, I did go the other way. So I think it's the only time we're split. That's the only time we're split. Out of 15 rounds, this is 15. the only one we're split on. You yeah. believe that? So you spoiled the ending for the final round. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> we'll talk about it anyway. It was what we did. We were judging. No one cares what I thought or you thought. We just <laughs> want to talk about it. Jennifer Maya got the win over Casey O'Neill. Fun fight. Um, 30-27 and then two 29-28s uh, over Casey O'Neill, like I said. And round three is our split round. By now, all three uh, scorecards read 20-18 for Maya. Casey O'Neill needs a finish or something miraculous. So, you know, does she get it here? Well, it's her best round yet. Mm-hmm. And it's still a very competitive round. Just this whole fight was competitive and, and both did well. Both had good performances. Just one was slightly better. Uh, I just think um, she didn't dig herself in a hole, which I kind of felt was what she did in the, in the previous rounds and had to, you know, play catch up. Talk about Casey O'Neill. Casey O'Neill, yeah. Um, she kept landing good and she closed the round solidly by landing some heavy shots to, you know, in my mind, you know, to take it, to say, this is my round. Um, Maya kept doing what she did the entire fight. I just don't think she was better than O'Neal in this one. Uh, 10-9 O'Neal. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Um, very competitive for the, like you said, most of the duration of the round. And then, yeah, O'Neal kind of has just a little bit of a flourish near the end. But, but even at that, I mean, is it enough? Depends where you kind of have the needle leaning one way or the other at this point i can see why it may not have been necessarily enough for vito palillo to move off of maya 
Maybe he's in a different seat. Maybe he misses things here and there. You never know. There's a lot of that. Low output rounds are hard because there's not a whole lot to score. High, high output rounds that are competitive on both sides are also hard to score because if you miss one strike here or there because they're moving around or the referee gets in the way or they move into a post or you have to look down at your screen or whatever, there's a billion reasons why you could miss the one thing that could have made just a little bit of a difference, right? <laughs> yeah, there's a whole Herb, lot of reasons. Was Herb Dean the ref for this fight? For this one, I don't even remember, to be honest. I know I, I know. Herb Dean was the referee. He was in the camera shot. He just found his, his That's head. That's right. You kept saying there was a fight where he- There was a fight remember. where his head's in the camera shot, like almost all the time. Mm-hmm. Like he, he was just a magnet to the camera. Oh, he just loves the fame, <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so I saw it the same way as you, O'Neal. Same as Chris Lee. Same as David Lethby. Like I said, it was uh, Vito Pelillo who had, um, almost said Damian Maya, Jennifer Maya. No relation. Mm-hmm. We did it, sir. We got through 15 it. 15 rounds. We got through Thanks to all of you for sticking it out. Well done. So you might as well hear uh, about the finishes. There at was still UFC six. 286. There, there was were still, still six. With all that many rounds. All 32 rounds. We still had half, almost half the card ended in finish. There's too many fights on these cards. <laughs> God. I, I don't know if I sound like an old fart because I'm saying this, but like, man, back in my day, it was like 10 to 12 fights. We didn't even get to watch the prelims unless you bought a ticket to it. Or when they started putting them on Facebook. Yeah, you had to have a Facebook account. As much as I hate... All right, well, most people had a Facebook account, right? But, like, I I didn't like the quality of the video that we were getting from Facebook at the time because it was, like, it was kind of pixelated-ish. It wasn't perfect. They needed that Pied Piper compression yeah. algorithm. <laughs> yeah, they definitely needed better compression on that. That's for sure. But, man, I miss those days because... I could watch the fights live if I wanted to, right? Mm-hmm. And I would. I, I always would. I think I watched every Facebook prelim that I could. Um, but, man, back then, they would just put the fights on to fill time if you missed it. Even the Facebook ones. Yeah. Because they're assuming most people weren't doing it, that most people weren't freaks and would watch every single fight. Mm-hmm. Freaks like me. Now they don't do that because everything's on TV and they assume you watched it. So instead of watching that really cool finish from a few hours ago that maybe you missed, you get a 15-minute promo package or them talking in the studio. Well, at least Anderson got inducted. Yes. Oh, yeah. We need a time to mention the the great Anderson, the Spider Silva, getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Good for him. Way overdue. He should have gone in the moment we figured out he wasn't going to fight in the UFC anymore. That should have happened. Well, I said no. Right one, away. No one would even cared if he was inducted as an active fighter. I think there's probably cases where they could really realistically do that. Yeah, but I mean, especially in a spot in combat sports, what like they're not going to come back sometimes. Yeah, it's, it's a little silly. How many how many of these guys who've been enshrined in the Hall of Fame have actually fought? I'm pretty sure Randy Couture, Mark Coleman, uh, Ken Shamrock, maybe. I'm yeah, he fought here. against he... Hoist Gracie, like number the third fight. In Bellator, right? No, I'm not talking about there. I'm talking about in UFC. Oh, oh fighting in UFC. Yeah, specifically uh, in the UFC. I, I'm not really familiar. BJ Wait, definitely Ken. did. BJ B- Penn. Yeah. yeah. BJ did. Um, Probably not Matt Hughes. Uriah Faber? Did, did Was he in the Hall of Fame by the time he came back and, and got beat up by uh, Peter Yan? And also beat Ricky Simone? Possibly. I don't, I don't know. I don't really know. Neither here nor there. We can look that up another time. But yeah, six finishes at UFC 286 over in UK. Three of them by TKO or KO. Three by submission, so we don't have a majority of KO or TKO over the sub, but for the first time in like a month and a half, sub isn't more than strike-based finishes. Yeah. Which is surprising. We're still we're still even, though, so. Mm-hmm. Subs are winning. Four fights end in the first round. We still have 32 rounds. <laughs> My God. Uh, crazy, crazy, crazy night. What was your favorite finish? Well, 
Gunnar Nelson's armbar over Brian Barberina. He had one. Armbar. He had a mission. It was get the fight taken to the ground and finish it with submission. I liked it. He mixed in a couple elbows to soften up, but you know he he had a game plan. He and stuck to it. Strikes there. And he executed. Hands, it. Yeah. Obviously, that just means Gunnar won the first round, and then he had to fight two more rounds because you don't win the fight if you get a sub in the we, first round. We Apparently, have time for that one. <laughs> uh, supposedly, that should be put on the table. Yeah, we'll get into it next week. But Dan and I <laughs> received or we had a we had an interesting conversation on social media with someone who had had an idea to help grow the sport um in there by moving it backwards and turning it into just you know let's just do kickboxing because <laughs> i hate grappling it's very weird we'll, we'll get into that another time <laughs> <laughs> but this fight that you're gonna pick and it, it ended in the first round yes yeah yes this one did and so did yours uh, mine did too yeah yes because <laughs> we go by the real rules but uh you Maz. I hope I said his name right. Got the uh, Ashmoos. I thought Ashmoos is Ashmoos. Yeah, it's you. Ashmoos. Oh god. Ah, uh, it's been a long day. <laughs> uh, but he. Oh man, just totally starched Sam Patterson, who is six inches taller and ten inches reach advantage to him. Um, Patterson's falling backward, and he still lands like a, just a crushing punch. It was like super fast. How was he able to get in there? I think he went out before he hit the mat, and then like woke up when he hit. When he came back mm-hmm. to. Yeah, he uh, 75 seconds before the stoppage came, there was kind of a question of like, hey, did uh, did Mark Goddard let this fight go a little too long? Was it a good stoppage? Should, should have been stopped sooner. When I was watching it live, I was like, come on, maybe stop this. But after I watched it again, I was almost like, you know what? I can kind of see why it was allowed to go on. But also the fact that Sam Patterson more or less is trying to fight Mark Goddard, not just on the ground, but later on around the cage and like isn't conscious enough to figure out that it's the referee speaks to that he took a whole lot of brain damage there so maybe an earlier stoppage wouldn't have been so bad maybe maybe a stoppage wouldn't have been so bad. maybe he was just mad at goddard for letting it go maybe he knew what he was doing it was like yo guy stop it that hurt i wanted to get my clinch work in so let's keep clinching Uh, maybe that was it yeah (laughs) uh (laughs) but yeah that was amazing finish amazing debut uh for your you know moves looking forward to him again and he trains it uh in in fairfield Right okay. around the corner from us. Maybe he'll get pizza with us. Here we get we crammed New Jersey maybe, pizza in. Maybe. We managed to find a way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it though. We are done with UFC 286. It took a while, but we made it. We made it. Now let's look forward to next week when we're in Texas. Good old Texas. Alrighty. Saddle up. <laughs> it's uh, it's actually in San Antonio. So it's not Houston. Well, different judges from that Houston card. It's not that when Austin, when they were in Austin last year. This is San Antonio. I imagine it'll be similar judges to who were utilized in San Antonio. The, my curiosity, though, and I don't think we'll, we'll get it answered here because it's not a pay-per-view. But next time they go to Texas for a pay-per-view, I'm very curious to see if one Doug Crosby mm-hmm. is called because he's one of the few traveling judges that Texas does utilize frequently. It's him. Sal D'Amato they've used, Chris Lee, um, Marcos Rosales as well. I believe I'm missing someone in there, but that's about it. It's a short list. They don't have a whole lot of traveling judges that come in, um, but Doug is one of them, so I'm curious to see. Maybe, maybe we'll get their answers this week because it doesn't seem like he's coming back anywhere else. We haven't seen him we for a while. We haven't seen yeah, him. Maybe this is the end. Um, but yeah, that we actually have a really good fight here. This is the one that was moved away from the apex to get, uh, I guess, probably a better crowd. Mar- Marlon Cheeto Vera. Against Corey Sanhagen, 135-pound, key 135-pound fight here. Probably the winner 
get the title shot. It's like just because of the whole hold up with Mirab Dvalishvili. I mean, I would really love to see either of them versus Mirab. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's a very crowded situation. We've got a just a, way too many awesome bantamweights right now. I love this fight though. It's gonna be a really fun fight. Yeah, it's gonna be great. So this is a very good fight. Do you think it goes the distance? You don't have to make a pick Ooh. on the winners. Do you think it goes the distance or not? I'm going to say yes, distance. In all five rounds. I'm going to say no. I think the violence is coming for okay. someone. I don't know who, but it's coming, and it's going to be fun. So I like it. Um, Again, this being Texas, who knows what we'll get. Maybe we'll have 15 rounds again. <laughs> Hopefully not. My hope, my hope is always that Texas improves and surprises me. Okay. I think, I think we're definitely going to see something in Holly Holmes' fight. <laughs> well, yeah, I would say Holly so, Holm against Giannis Santos is is probably destined for the cards. Good chance. So the of him, it. her and Tiago actually did get married. Yes, they did. Okay, mm-hmm. that's my understanding of it. That's okay. what they were saying on the All on right. the broadcast anyway. That she's not Yana Kuniska anymore. She is Yana Santos. All right, flows a little better. Kuniska is it's not is is uh, Kunitskaya. Kunitskaya. Yeah. Yeah. See, it doesn't flow <laughs> as well for um, Western English speakers as opposed to Eastern. Russian speakers, who I'm sure it flows perfectly for. Um, yeah, like you said, Holly Holm versus Yana Santos is on there at 135 pounds. You have to mention the weight when it's Holly Holm because she goes between. Okay. She's a tweener. It's not, uh, actually, Kuniska, when she was known as Kuniska, she had that title fight against Chris Cyborg. Hmm. So both of them have had title fights at 145 against Chris Cyborg. Okay. But this one, again, it's 135 pounds. Um, I know there was another fight you were really looking forward to that you highlight. Yeah, Alex Perez and Manel Kopp. That's a fun 125-pound fight. I like that Is one. Is it Alex or Alex? I think it's Alex. I think it's Alex. I think he. I don't believe he's Brazilian. I believe he is uh, from a Latin American country. Okay, so other Alex than Brazil. Perez versus Manel Cop. Mm-hmm. Should be exciting. I like that one. Uh, Manel Cop's always fun. So is Nate Landwehr, who's going against Austin Lingo. That's a fun mm-hmm. one. I mean, mm-hmm. like I said, Nate Landwehr is kind of a maniac, like he in the is, best way possible he, for a fighter. Yeah. So well, A lot of fighters are maniacs, but... A lot of people are maniacs. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of crazy too. <laughs> I talk about judging for an hour a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're beyond an hour we're, at this point. Oh yeah, that's true. Well, like, it was, was jam packed. We had to get it all in. Anyway, um, and you you'd highlighted another fight. I was not. I only I, put I it care, on I here. I care less about this fight, but I really. Right. It, me too. But I'm just curious to see where she is, Macy Barber. Macy Barber and Andrea just, Lee. Just seeing another fight that's where... destined to be dissected uh, a few oh, yeah, rounds yeah, of yeah. next week for the couch side uh, judges. I for imagine sure. we shall see. But this is a 7 p.m. Eastern time main card. Can't get too used to the Eastern time early evening afternoon cards. It's mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's kind of a one off. Unless we get more European visits, maybe they'll go you know back to like Stockholm or. Maybe they'll go to Prague or something. Well, Dana said with with Leon being the champ, they're going to get more pay per views. So maybe I heard they're still trying to get to Africa. Like they don't need African champions to make it happen. They just they're just going to make it happen one way or the other. That's when Francis is going to return. <laughs> Him versus John Jones in Africa. It does sound like that door is closed. It's never an, say never, but it's never. Oh closed. man, I would be surprised if it happened soon. Okay. Unfortunately, I wanted to see that fight too. Good for Francis. Let him figure out what he wants. To. Hopefully, he gets that boxing. If he doesn't get the boxing match, it's like, dude, what were you doing? But if he gets the if he gets one boxing match against one of like the big heavyweight boxers, the payoff for that is so worth. It. If it happens, that's what I'm saying. That's that's the if. Yeah, but maybe it does. I imagine there's. I don't see why I imagine it's gonna happen. I don't see why Francis can't get a title shot in boxing. You know, Dame Anderson got one. <laughs> Next week. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, that does it for this episode of the Countside Judges. We'll be back again on Monday to discuss Texas. And Creed 3. And Creed 3. We'll finally get yeah. to it. <laughs> All right, thanks for listening. Take care, everyone. Have a great week.